One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Welcome to the following on podcast, as we've had another fantastic day's cricket in Rawalpindi. We saw that Pakistan were going to have to do something a bit special when they started on 499 for seven. But they'd have been pretty pleased to have got to 579 all out, meaning they were just 78 runs behind. There was an excellent uh, 50 from Aga Salman, who made 53 but the real star of the show for England was Will Jacks on debut, taking six wickets, six for 161, including all three wickets to fall today. England then batted and we kind of knew what they were going to do. They were going to attack. They were going to try and get the biggest total they possibly could as quickly as possible, declare and get Pakistan in. We saw Zach Crawley blast away 48 balls for his 50. Joe Root, 73 or 69 balls. Absolutely beautiful innings to watch. But the star of the show again, Harry Brook. He was on course for the second time in this match to score the fastest ever century by an England batsman. But this time, after 65 balls, he was bowled for 87. That was T. And then the declaration game. That meant that... uh, Really, Pakistan, although the highest ever score to win a match batting last in Pakistan was 314, was set what looked a very gettable 343 to win this one. Excellent tactics early on, bowling the short stuff, saw Robinson and Stokes get rid of, rid of Shafiq for six and the big wicket of Babar Azam for four after Azza had had to go off injured uh, because he was hit badly on the hand. But then we saw a good comeback from Imam Ulhaq, 43 not out, in company with Saud Shaquille. They put on over 50 for the third wicket and they finished on 80 for two Pakistan, still needing another 263. Well, delighted um to be able to talk over another day full of incident uh with Steve Harmison and Steve I guess we talk about the tail end of that Pakistan innings England would have wanted early wickets they couldn't make the early breakthrough but then um we saw Will Jacks come to the party yeah I'm pleased for the boy because he's he probably didn't realize he was playing there's a few there's a few things I'm pleased for which was because of last minute uh, decisions had to be made. You had Jack's playing, 
poke keeping wicket, all these things that that came about um, leading into this game. And the beauty about the mindset of this team is they just got on with the job. And I thought Will Jack's bowled nicely. Um, he's a, obviously he is a work in progress. Yeah, he's in for his batting. That bowls a little bit of off spin. Um, but to have somebody as well as the likes of Joe Root in your sort of come an option of a top six batsman because that's where he's got to push for top six batsman to um, a little bit of a, an option in the bowling department. Hey, he was. I thought he was excellent. He bowled. I thought he learned from the first part of his bowling, which was probably the first twenty overs. Possibly bowled a bit too slow um, for this surface. Possibly yeah, bowled a bit too wide for this surface. And then his second twenty overs were excellent. He bowled a lot straighter. Um, he made the batsmen make mistakes because let's be fair, guy on this wicket. Um, the reason why you're getting out is because more often than not, you've got yourself out. Um, and that's what's happened so far in this test match. But yeah, I, I, honestly, it was it was so pleasing to see a young player come in and make their debut the way they have. You know, you know Harry Brook's second game, the way he batted, you know, the, the way this England cricket team is. Um, ben Stokes is saving test cricket. He really is. Him and Brendan McCullum are saving test cricket because I'm not sure anybody in the world wants to get, or anybody in, in England wants to get up at four o'clock in the morning to watch England-Pakistan on that wicket. While Ben Stokes is making decisions, I tell you what, there'll be a bet there were a fair few got up this morning to watch it, and that's the biggest compliment I can give to to Ben and that front because he's making people want to watch Test cricket. You know, this wicket is shocking. This wicket, if it had been played by two other nations or any other nation versus Pakistan, I think we would have been talking so so negatively towards the game of Test cricket. We'd be saying Test cricket is finished. We are the the wicket at Raupindi against Australia. It was poor, got marked down. This one's worse. And if it wasn't for Ben Stokes and the mentality of the England cricket team, I think we'd have been talking about the demise of Test Match cricket. I really do. So fair play to, to Ben for having that mindset. But on the other hand as well, Guy, you've, it's one thing having that mindset. Sometimes that can be reckless and you could make huge mistakes and you lose the game because of it. The, the way their decision-making has been on this surface has been absolutely brilliant. The batting's been first class, 6.7 and over. Not for not for an innings, for a test match. It's ridiculous. Um, and it's great to see. This is the way I want... This is the way I always wanted to play test cricket. I'd love to play for Ben in this format <laughs> because I just want... I, I'm not interested in going at five and over. I just want to take wickets. And that's the same with Ben. He's prepared to lose a game of cricket with a view that he's in the chance of winning it. And tomorrow... You know what? We didn't do a podcast on one of the days because we thought this game was that boring. The wicket was that poor. And because of Ben Stokes, largely, his mentality, all results are possible. Yeah, all results are possible on this game, which is which is great to see. Now, I have to ask, I, I agree with, with everything you've said. The other thing, though, does it matter possibly if England lose this one. Yes, they want to win the series. Obviously they do, and they want to continue the success of the summer. But the fact that Ben Stokes on a dead wicket has kept all three results alive almost means that whatever the eventual result is, we'll have something exciting on the final day, thanks to him. And and would it be the end of the world if England lost this one because of a very, very attacking declaration? No, I'm not saying it would be the end of the world. It's look, if it if England lose this test match, Pakistan play on two wickets like this and win the series one nil, and they'll say, right, we've done our job to win the game. Yeah, England can't do anything about that. 
really can't. All England can do is have the mindset we're trying to win the cricket match. And when you've got that in mind, for me, you'll win more games than you'll lose. I'd love to know where he gets this from, Ben, because uh, the captains that he's played for throughout his career, knowing him as, as long as I have, there's not many I can think that were like that. And I don't think he played for Straussie. Straussie wasn't like that. Strauss the Cup wasn't like that. Joe Root wasn't like that. In sort of domestic cricket, Paul Collingwood was not like that. You know what I mean? Paul Collingwood had massive disagreements on the way the game was played when we were at Durham because I wanted to play in a positive fashion and he he wanted to play um, like the way Andrew Strauss and, and a few others have. Ben, Theo Benkenstein, when, when, when Ben first came into the, the Durham team, Benke was a little bit more, well, I'm... I'd rather risk losing a game to try and win it than anything else. So I just wonder where he's, where Ben's getting this sort of mentality from. Yes, he's a he, he's a box office cricketer, um, and he he always looks to to sort of take the positive option when he's batting and bowling. Um, but it'll be interesting to see where where he's learned this sort of thing from. But for me, the declaration was a good one. Um, there was. <laughs> I listened to Michael Atherton afterwards and he said there was three former England captains in the, the commentary box who would ne- wouldn't even thought about <laughs> that. Um, and yes, I agree with him because I played for one of them and now nah, there's no way. Nasser would still be batting at tea time tomorrow if, if he had his way. So look, I, I just think the way Test cricket is going, it needs mentalities like um, Ben Stokes. Would it be a huge thing if they lost it? Yeah, they would because... You know, they've, they've made the run in this test match. They've given themselves the best chance to go and win it. And they've done all the you know, all the work, necessary work, to put themselves in a position. If you keep doing that, you'll win more than you'll lose. And I think that's the most important thing from Ben's point of view, is the mindset. He did that all summer. And he's done that. He's looked at the history books and chasing over 340 in a test match on the fifth day and the fourth innings is very, very hard. Um, and I think these bowlers tonight have got themselves in a position where they've got a good chance of winning this test match and it'll be a huge victory on what it was, an absolute shocker of a pitch. Let's look forward to tomorrow in a minute, but a couple of innings we do need, I think, to talk about. Yes, yeah, Zach Crawley, another decent knock, uh, got the team off to a, 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 a just the start they needed. But Joe Root's innings today was like one of his very best 50-over innings he kept ticking over at better than a runner ball 73 off 69 he batted absolutely beautifully uh if we could have a chat about joe and also the talent that is harry brook this is this is someone very special indeed isn't it it is he's just, he is a special player we know we've said far too many nice things about joe root to be honest uh he's just <laughs> He's a genius. I still think he's our best multi-format player, and I'll I'll argue any with anybody that this guy can play red ball, white ball, shortest form of white ball. IPL auction just around the corner. He might have just put himself in a, a in a nice little position there with that that innings, especially with him being able to bat as good left-handed as he can, right-handed as oh, well. Because yeah. that was a that was a ridiculous shot. Um, but again. He just shows his talent. He knows the situation is needed. Um, and the message from Stokes would have been in the dressing room, we need to get to a point around about tea time with 350 in front. And if we do, we've got a chance of trying to get four sessions in and um, enforce the game. And one of the reasons they've had that is because, we mentioned earlier, 
6.7 runs in the test match and over is, is mind-boggling compared to what everybody else scores at. Um, and it's largely down to Harry Brook. And at the end of the, at the end of the summer, I got so many people going up coming up to me and saying because I said this on following on with John the other day. So many people going up to me, even Bats Gareth Batty saying, "Why do you not like Ben Folks?" And I'm like, "I do like Ben Folks. I think Ben Folks is a is a, a fantastic wicketkeeper, and he is a great option. You know, especially in the subcontinent. But the reason why I was saying Johnny Bairstow to keep wicket is because we are not picking Harry Brook. And Harry Brook is a talent that we can't keep ignoring. He is too good not to be playing international cricket for England. We've had glimpses of it in the white ball stuff, um, but he's shown his true, uh, his true self. And now, now, good luck, Benjamin. Good luck, Brendan. Because how do you get Johnny Bairstow back into this team? Because you know, I focus on the next test match, probably at the expense of Livingston because he looks as though he's struggling with his knee. Um, and where do you where do you fit a certain Johnny Besto who got basically this reign of a positive cricket, great mindset and winning formula, largely down to Johnny Besto getting three centuries and winning three Test matches for England in the summer. So it's going to be an interesting selection when we get back to England if if Harry keeps on scoring the way he does. But it was a he scores all around the ground. He's effortless with his shots. So the way he plays his shots. And I tell you what, for any kids listening to this, watch his head position when he bats. His head position when he bats is brilliant. Gets over the ball. He's not looking to, for where the ball's going. His head position's always in a solid, you know, downward. You know, his eyes are looking down. And when he hits the ball, he's still, his head's still, and his head's still looking down. And it's in a great position. And that's why it looks as though he's effortless and he still hits the ball into the stand. Um, it's largely down to the technical brilliance, um, and a lot of it's down to his head. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, no, that that you you feel for Ben folks, but there is only that's the only position you can see where Bearstow could fit in when he comes back. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry. And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches 
from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Now, let's move on to the 20 overs we saw of Pakistan's second innings. Jimmy Anderson didn't open the bowling. Ben Stokes did. Stokes and Robinson, bouncers. Boy, did they miss Mark Wood today because he would have been superbly useful. But he's so brave with his tactical decisions as well, Ben Stokes. Anderson didn't look best pleased, but... He took it because Stokes got out Babarazan. Robinson picked up a wicket as well. He's just unafraid of trying new and different things if he thinks that's the way to make the breakthrough. Absolutely. I mean, I 100% agree. And when I looked at the way they were going, I think they had a slip in for two balls. I think Robinson pitched the first two up, realised it wasn't going to swing. And I think that there told Ben that, right, Jimmy, you're not needed to go because there's no point flogging a 40-year-old four or five overs, even though it's that. We're going to go down the aggressive route. We're going to use the ball at its hardest, which will then, because we're going to bowl short, we'll then scuff the ball up. So when Jimmy's needed, the ball hopefully be back, uh, moving laterally when it's reversing and you get the best out of Anderson. I thought it was a perfect plan, even though I'm still not a big fan of Ben doing what he does, which is the bouncer, because this left knee of his or the right knee of his, whichever one it is that he's struggling with, I wouldn't like to see that collapse because he's too important. We can't play this way with any other leader. He, uh, he's so important from a leadership point of view that we can't lose him. So possibly in the next game, I would imagine with Woods not fit, but he has been bowling, Overton, wouldn't surprise me if if one, if not both of them, are selected for, for, for the next Test match in Multan. Because England seems to have found a way. And one ball especially just, I think, will send alarm bells around the um, the Pakistan dressing room. It wasn't a hit on Azarali, but how poorly Babar Azam, one of the best players, probably the best multi-format player in the world at the moment, how poorly he played the bouncer off Ben Stokes. And England might see that and go to that tactic. And it sends a message to the dressing room. It really does, Guy. Remember, remember during my time, few years ago, and it was a few years ago, at Old Trafford, um, when we played Pakistan. And, you know, the great late Bob Wilmer, he, he had them. He had Pakistan's top order. You know, proper players. You know, um, Inzamam, you know, Mohammed Youssef, Yunus Khan was the 3-4-5. We had them practising on concrete slabs because obviously the bounce that we were getting, are going to get it at, um, at, at Old Trafford. And I bought one ball at Inzaman, which he played horrendously. He gloved it straight to Collie um, at, at the sort of backward point. And straight away, you've seen a message of, if Inzaman can't play that, then nobody can. That's the message around the dressing room. And I think because of the way Baba played Stokes' bouncer, just wonder if it sent a message around the Pakistan dressing room going, well, our best players struggled with England's tactics like this. Um, what chance have we got? So... That was something that would worry me from a Pakistan point of view. I thought the, I didn't think they batted that well. They're still in the game. They've still got a great chance of winning if Azarali comes out and, and, and continues his innings. But if he doesn't, 
Nassim Shah at number eight, England will really fancy their chances. The biggest thing for England is to break this left-hand, left-handed partnership because Jack Beach, he's bowled nicely, he's bowled all right, bowled good pace, but he hasn't really looked hugely effective. And if the ball reverse swings, the, the reverse swinging ball to a left-hander is not difficult to bowl um, and, and sort of deceive a left-hander than it is a right-hander um, because the ball's going away from you and you're always trying to sort of hit the ball um, through the through the, the the offside anyway. So uh, big things for, for England tomorrow, but the, the good beauty about it, the, the test match is still alive and in England, I think, just in the pound seats. Well, Steve Harmison, thank you very much indeed for joining us today. Um, I know you missed one podcast because you didn't think anything much had happened during the day. I have a feeling you'll be back tomorrow, hopefully with a fit again, John Norman, who uh, picked up a bit of a bug, which is why he was missing today. Uh, But uh, in the meantime, Steve, thanks very much indeed for your time and looking forward to the next following on podcast at the uh, end of what has been a fascinating test match Thanks to Ben Stokes and Brendan McCullum. Steve Harmison, thanks very much. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today.